This water technology company just signed a billion dollar contract in California, multiplying its yearly revenue by six, and this just three months after closing a pretty similar deal in Nevada, swiftly making it the hottest prospect in the water industry, or the living metaphor of the frog that wanted to be as big as an ox. Which one is it? Let's find out. The Salton Sea is a weird animal in the south of California. Across the centuries, it sometimes existed when the Colorado River was flowing through it and sometimes fully dried out. Yet, at the turn of the 20th century, farmers decided to leverage Imperial County to develop irrigated agriculture. They diverted some water from the river and then some more and then too much and it broke one of the canal's head gates, letting Colorado water flow into the Salton Basin for two years before it got repaired. That's how the Salton Sea was reborn and kept existing as it collected irrigation runoffs. Over the next decades, it became a place where Frank Sinatra took holidays, it experienced a tourist boom in the 1950s to early 70s, but irrigation got more efficient, water runoffs kind of stopped, and the sea started to dry up again. This unveiled some of the troublesome substances that accumulated in the water body, which started concentrating as more and more water evaporated, ultimately turning the place overall into an environmental hazard whose odors and dust could be felt as far as Los Angeles. What's that backstory to do with our billion dollar story? Quite a lot. Actually, the geology of the Salton Sea is somewhat unique, as the island you can see in the lake are indeed volcanoes, and geothermal sources exist pretty close to the sea's surface, making it a perfect place to produce geothermal energy. Since the 80s, 11 geothermal power plants got built, 10 operated by a Berkshire Hathaway subsidiary, and one by Energy Source. And there's one more that's currently being developed by a company called Control Thermal Resources, Actually, the one company that just signed a big contract with our mysterious water technology company. Geothermal energy is pretty cool in itself, but it wouldn't be so exciting if it wasn't for one more specificity of the salt on brines. Mixed in that soup, there's lithium, and quite a lot of it. Jackpot, baby! According to the US government's estimates, the Salton Sea may be able to provide around 600,000 tons of lithium per year. At today's lithium spot price of $43,000 per ton, that's a potential of $26 billion. Maybe that's why everybody looks so happy. But there's a problem. It's a hot soup. Basically, it's very abrasive for the piping. It's very abrasive for all the materials you use. If you have an industrial process, and 50% of the time the plant is down, eventually that's an issue. Companies have been trying to unlock the Salton Sea's lithium for a decade now. In 2013, Symbol Material built a demonstration plant for direct lithium extraction at the Energy Source Power Plant. It worked, but it was far from being economical. To be fair, at the time, the lithium spot price was seven times lower than it is today. Elon Musk attempted to acquire the company for $325 million, but the deal didn't close and in 2015, Symbol Materials ran out of cash and disappeared. But let's take a note here. Trust me, it will matter later. From a technical standpoint, the company was leveraging improved aluminum-based sorbents. This sorbent is pretty much the same family of sorbents has been around since the 60s when Dow actually developed this. And in the 90s was actually commercially made available by a company called FMC, now Livent. This is what Ben Sparrow, the CEO of Saltworks, described to me as Generation 1 direct lithium extraction. Generation 1 DLE, which has been around for over 20 years, it's an alumina-based absorbent. The lithium-containing water flows by it. 
So it's either a powder or a resin-like material. Flows by it, and that absorbent grabs the lithium. Okay, so that's fine and dandy, but now you need to release the lithium. The way you do that is you stop flowing the brine past the absorbent. We now flow water past the absorbent. Mm -hmm. It's a water elution. So alumina-based water elution. And it works, and you can very mildly concentrate the lithium, but more importantly, you reject a whole pile of total dissolved solid and salinity. This way to directly extract lithium is used by Livent in Argentina for 25 years and by Sun Resin in China for at least 10 years. With one caveat, though, these plants don't fully directly extract lithium. They still use evaporation ponds as a sequel step in the process. Now, the reason why Chris Moreno, the deputy CEO of Vulcan Energy Resources you just heard, knows alumina-based sorbent so well is because that's also the process Vulcan plans to implement in its German lithium and geothermal power project. If you want to hear the full German story, check the link in description. But can you visually spot the difference between Vulcan's project site and the Salton Sea? Can you give me a hand? Look at the color, green versus yellowish, oh, and maybe the presence of the Rhine River just next to the German project. Indeed, as Ben explained, alumina-based adsorbents are a water elution, so they need water to run. Wait, how much are we talking here? According to Liven's sustainability report, about 72 liters of water per kilogram of lithium. Wait, but how much? And another note here, I'm comparing apples with potatoes. Each brine is specific for sure, and Liven's numbers are for the Humbre Muerto operation in Argentina, which leverages lithium concentrations about four times higher than the salt on sea. So take it with a pinch of lithium-rich salt. <laughs> The same process in California would probably use even more water. Anyways, as water is not plentiful around a sea that's evaporating and shrinking and where the state even evaluates the option to refill it with desalinated ocean water, it made sense to look for alternative technologies. That's why when controlled thermal resources entered the Salton Sea geothermal and lithium game, it's brought in a new type of direct lithium extraction, ion exchange. The company it teamed up with to do so is arguably one of the coolest kids in the DLE scene, Lilac Solutions. Auckland-based, backed by Breakthrough Energy Ventures, pretty successful in its Argentinian endeavors, and claiming needing only 10 to 20 liters of water per kilogram of lithium. Yet, CEO David Snydecker was fully in the know that the Salton Sea was a difficult place to roll out. It's a graveyard for lithium extraction technologies, as he told to the Los Angeles Times. At the same time, Lilac also worked with Berkshire Hathaway, the company running 10 of the 11 geothermal power plants around the sea, to there as well pilot the extraction of lithium, while the third player energy source developed its own technology suit, Iliad. Technically, it kinda worked for all of them, but with many drawbacks. As David Snydecker told Forbes, there are challenges related to the very high temperatures and the materials, including toxic materials, that are dissolved into it. As a result, Berkshire Hathaway has sometimes been rumored to fully pull the plug on lithium, even if I suspect they're testing something new. One of your demo in between is going to be at the Salton Sea, right? Yeah, we're in the process of building a demonstration plant for the Salton Sea right now. Coincidence? <laughs> Think not. Energy Source has been successful in licensing its technology to another project around the Great Salt Lake in Utah, but didn't reach as impressive results in its own facilities at the Salton Sea. And Lilac decided
decided in August 2022 to give up on the Sultan Sea and refocus on all the other projects where they're much more successful. But Control Thermal Resources didn't give up, and in their Q3 2022 update, they revealed that they not only kept on track with their Stage 1 development, but that they had appointed Hargrove as an EPC contractor and picked an unnamed technology for the daily process. Wanna play a game? Let's try to find out what it may be. Control Thermal Resources has evaluated ion exchange, adsorption, and solvent extraction. They only consider technologies with a long track record of achievement for application. So that eliminates ion exchange and solvent extraction. It's gonna be adsorption, right? Bingo, adsorption technology. But that adsorbent could still be what Ben Sparrow defines as generation two. Generation two is a different fundamental technology. That's where you have a titanate or manganese oxide-based absorbent. You again flow the lithium brine past it, and it grabs the lithium. And it does a better job at grabbing the lithium. But there's a catch. In order to elute the lithium from the absorbent, you need to wash it with acid. Mm -hmm. Thermodynamics again, kinetics. This is, for instance, what standard lithium is using in their Eldorado project in Arkansas. But when reading the perks control thermal resources sees in its process, an elution with water instead of hydrochloric acid, which substantially reduces reagent consumption, it's all clear. It's not Gen 2, it's Gen 1, and it's a kind of full circle back to what similar materials tested back in 2013, but with higher recovery rates. Rumors say the process could be delivered by sun resin. I couldn't verify it, so <laughs> this is me arms waving. The description is accurate, but it could come from anyone that got inspired at some point by 1960 Dow Chemicals. Now, you're probably wondering, why did I tell you all of that? What does that have to do with this mysterious water technology company signing a billion dollar agreement with Control Thermal Resources? Well, I wanted to share you a bit of context. What's really special about the Salton Sea is the full road from the hot soup to a produced lithium chloride. If Control Thermal Resources is confident now, it can take its 3000 hours of demo plant experience that achieved a 95 to 97% lithium recovery rate and upscale it tenfold, then I would also trust their chosen partner to be able to take it from a technical grade lithium chloride eluate to a battery grade lithium hydroxide. Indeed. We've developed this capability over 40 years and here we have this very unique industry to really apply everything we know to and that's that's super exciting. Devesh Sharma is the CEO of Aquatech International and yes, Aquatech is the company I'm teasing you since my introduction. But you might wonder, how's lithium refining a water treatment process and how would a water company have 40 years of experience in it? Actually, there's a wastewater treatment application called Zero Liquid Discharge that's been around for decades and that helps industrial players to prevent discharging polluted effluents to the environment. When the focus is you take a brine and your focus is separating the water and reusing it and then taking the impurities, this is the flip. We don't want the water. Let's take the water out. We want the lithium. We want the nickel. We, you know, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. The skills are very, very similar. It's not necessarily new technology. It may be the application of existing technology to meet new outcomes. Aquatech is actively in the process of winning a solid market share in this lithium refining market. They got chosen by Lithium Americas to build the lithium refinery at Thacker Pass, Nevada. And now CTR appoints them for this Salton Sea and Divor. But wait, we need to talk about that. One billion dollars. Why does that matter? Well, according to my research, Aquatech has an about $150 million yearly turnover. Right, Devesh? I uh, can't disclose numbers. Okay. <laughs> so we're a private company, we don't do that. I can always try asking, right? No, but seriously, I'm pretty confident in my order of magnitude. 
I've got sources. So how would Aquatech digest an order that's over six times its yearly turnover? Well, that's where I think the press release is misleading. I'm not a native English speaker. Native? Native? You hear it every week, so don't roll your eyes while I try to dissect the semantics. Dissect? 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 If it was a $1 billion contract, the headline should rather be CTR awards Aquatech its facility in California, right? Beyond the semantics, the way I understand it is that the entire lithium hydroxide facility, from drilling to battery grade product through DLE and utilities, is a $1 billion project and Aquatech got awarded the subcontract for the lithium refinery work package. And that sounds about logical. If I compare it to standard lithium's Greenfield Smackover project, for a pretty similar lithium hydroxide output, they anticipate an $870 million capex, of which $130 million shall be spent on the lithium hydroxide conversion plant. Once again, I'm comparing bananas to cauliflowers, as the source brine processes and elevates widely differ between the Salton Sea and the Smackover formation. But still, I can't be too wrong with my order of magnitude. So I'd say minus points for the PR team that wrote this press release, at least for a non-native English-speaking audience, that title is misleading. So what's our conclusion for today? First, despite all I ranted about, this is exciting news, at least to me. I'm not Joe Mr. Lithium Lorry, and you should definitely listen to his podcast. It's another level than stupid me. I'm a lithium muggle, but to me, the Salton Sea was at that stage an unsolved riddle with great potential, but so many issues to solve that it would probably own the judgment of... Sounds good, doesn't work. And now it seems like CTR progresses on one end with its $1.4 billion geothermal power project and on the other one with this one billion dollar lithium production one i still have many questions open though you're curious aren't you i could not find a definitive feasibility study did i miss it or is it still to come what are the improvements to Gen 1 DLE that control thermal resources developed to reach up to 97% lithium extraction yield? How much water do they need to achieve that? Where does the water come from? How do they prevent all the other compounds in the hot soup from precipitating out the lithium when they remove them? And a zillion more process questions. I'm a water geek, sorry. How do they finance their project? They have off-take agreements with Stellantis and General Motors which is also an investor, if I'm right. But does that cover 100% of the costs? What are the next steps in the vertical they intend to build? Will they move on with the project to collocate a gigafactory at the Salton Sea in its aggressive atmosphere? And many more. So CTR, when you watch this, I'd be so happy to have you on my podcast microphone to explore all of this. And zooming out, if that project moves on, is it a positive sign for Berkshire Hathaway and Energy Source? Finally, even if Aquatech doesn't multiply its revenue by six just on this project, it would still double it and somehow, me waving arms again, triple it with the Thakapas contract. What does that mean for all industrial water technology companies? A great opportunity, a great challenge, all of the above? Well, as you see, I have many questions left, so if answering them is of interest to you, Come tell me in the comments, make sure to subscribe because I have more lithium stories to share, starting with how I may be outsmarted Elon Musk himself. As soon as the video is out, you'll be able to access it right here. And I'll see you next time.